This call is now being recorded. Hey guys, it's Amy Wood and I'm with Doug Bryson, the Emergency Management Director for Spartanburg County. And Doug, you were in the path of this tornado on Friday, or Thursday, I should say. Seems like the days are going together with, with all that the community's been through since then. But let's take, go back to Thursday and what you were doing and what you saw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thursday, it was about 10.30 in the morning. I was uh, on I-26 uh, coming from the, around the Dorman area, and it was raining, and, uh, you know, the clouds were, were looking pretty ominous. Uh, so as I approached Reedville Road, the rain got harder and harder, and uh, once I went underneath uh, Reedville Road, and I, I was westbound heading towards Westgate area, towards Business 85, uh, heading to the office, actually, um, as I went underneath uh, Reval Road, came out on the other side, it was uh, like being in a, in a car wash, like in a pressure wash. It was just incredibly heavy rain and just a whitish gray wall. Um, as everybody around me was slowing down, we, we were going about five miles an hour. I turned all my uh, emergency lights on in my truck so uh, people could see me slowing down as well. And as I got closer to the Westgate Highway 29 exit and began to see a lot of debris going in front of my truck, uh, leaves, branches, uh, building materials, things such as that. And then uh, I could see up in front of me two tractor trailers that had their uh, four-way hazard emergency lights on in the far right lane. And then shortly after that, they both blew over onto their sides, uh, you know, a little bit up in front of me, but fortunately uh, it didn't affect my vehicle either. But uh, I was able to get over to them over on that side of the road, called in on the radio and got out and checked on both of the drivers who were, who were okay. But the uh, torrential downpour was still occurring at that time, even when, uh, you know, I got out to check on the drivers of the two rigs. So can I ask a question? Like you seeing that as emergency management director, were you able to basically get get the sirens going for us so that the community got the warning? I mean, did it take you seeing that to help us get the warning out to people? Uh, you know, everything happened so fast. I, I don't think I actually said on the, the fire radio that there was a tornado. I, I did tell the dispatcher that there was a lot of debris out, debris on the roads, trees down all over the uh, interchange there, even in the uh, – the uh, grassy area in, in the in, inner part of the ramps there, there was a tremendous amount of trees were down, and with those vehicles blown over, I think at that point it was pretty obvious, and it was, wasn't much uh, after that that I heard, I could hear the siren from uh, Westview Fire Department going off as I was outside my truck, so everything just happened so fast, and at that, you know, and, and right after that, it, it just went crazy, everything got really crazy, the, the radios just exploded, there were calls all over Westgate, and you could follow the uh, calls all the way into downtown Spartanburg area. So it happened very, very quickly. How fast do we think it moved from Westgate over to Zion Road? Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I know that their wind speeds were up around 110 miles an hour. I don't know what the ground speed was, but I would say it would be significant somewhere in the 40, 50, 60 mile an hour uh, range as far as the actual ground speed of the uh, tornado, but it, it didn't take long at all. I, I would say within a matter of minutes. And some of those uh, locations that were hit, that I, I just drove Marlin Road today, for example, and Brian uh, Drive, I should say Marlin Drive, Brian Drive, I drove uh, Fernwood area yesterday and Emory Road, and those areas, I mean, in in matters of seconds, all of that happened? Yes, it was it was devastating just in, in a matter of like you said seconds and 
you know, in the grand scheme of things compared to tornadoes elsewhere, this was still a relatively small and and we, you know, an EF1 uh, as compared to many parts of the country that experience EF5s with winds over 300 miles an hour. So you can just imagine what kind of devastation a major catastrophic tornado would cause. So do we know um, how many homes are, have been condemned in the community or have a sense for that? Like, is it dozens? Is it more uh, we're than that? Still, the, the damage assessments are still ongoing. We started that with uh, city and county uh, representatives on Friday. And due to the wind and some other uh, weather issues over the weekend, they had to postpone that. And they're, they're, they picked that up again this morning. And we hope to have it pretty much done today. It'll still take a couple of days to compile all the data and working with our state partners and federal partners see, you know, exactly what we have and the amount of damage and how many uh, homes have been condemned or destroyed, so on and so forth. When we were going through the neighborhoods, you know, we are seeing these different signs that have been posted on different homes. Red, obviously, meaning you, you should not go back into the home. What, what about the other signs, the yellow versus the green? What do those mean? I, I really can't answer. That's the building codes folks that do okay. that. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I know the red, obviously, is condemned and to stay out. Um, I would assume that the yellow means moderate damage and green probably means that it's, it's in, it, it can still be inhabited. And in terms of the emergency response and 911 getting overwhelmed and that kind of thing, I mean, how overwhelming was it in terms of the volume of calls that were coming in? It was the at first the, the initial blast, so to speak. Uh, the first hour or two was incredible, but it always is. You know, regardless, you know, even summertime storms when we get these tremendously strong and severe thunderstorms that come one after another through our county, um, the call volume goes very, very high very, very quickly. Uh, I know they had around 1,200 911 calls in the first four hours, which is about works out to about five or six calls a minute. That doesn't sound like a lot, but for each call, they have to you know enter all that information into a computer and then dispatch the appropriate units. And you know, it takes a little. It's it's time consuming to uh, enter those calls in and, and get the units rolling. So, to get that type of a call volume in a very short amount of time is is very stressful for them as well. But uh, you know, we got through it. It calmed down, and we started. Uh, we we're able to you know catch our breath and and start methodically going through and and looking at the damages and checking for anybody injured or trapped, so on and so forth. So, so when it comes to um, the future. And, you know, God forbid we have another EF1 or worse. Um, you know, and the summer storms will come, the spring storms will come. Uh, what is the best tactic for people when they're in that moment and, you know, a tornado's hit, but they're okay physically themselves? Should they hold off calling 911 or how should they proceed? You know what I mean? So that the medical emergencies can get through and it's not just, oh my gosh, there's a tree on my house. You know, I mean, how do you, how do we as citizens help not overwhelm the system? Well, that's a good question. Uh, it, it's it's imperative that people, what we call triage their situation. If it's not life or death, you're fine and everything's, you know, even your house may be heavily damaged, but you're okay. You know, we ask that you try to hold up on calling 911. Uh, there's also some non-emergency uh, phone numbers that they can call. Now, those aren't going to be answered as in such a priority fashion as the 911 incoming calls are, obviously. Uh, but just to, to be patient and, and, you know, get their wits about them, do a, a quick assessment of what's going on on their property. Do they have, you know, live power lines down? Do they have a gas leak? You know, anything like that. 
and then, uh, you know, just to try to wait as long as you can and to notify. Obviously, in an event like that, there's going to be other people in the neighborhood that have been affected, so we're pretty well aware of the areas by that point of, what, you know, what's been impacted. But unless it's an absolute emergency, medical emergency, possible fire, you know, things like that, we just ask that you to kind of hold off and wait till the call volume uh, goes down. Gotcha. Well, we appreciate all that you did and are doing. What, what are you – what mode are you in at this point? Like, what is going on for emergency management at this point? We're coordinating, as I said, we're coordinating all the uh, damage assessments right now, and then we have several volunteer groups, um, such as uh, Samaritan's Purse and Team Rubicon. These are national organizations that have come here to help with the uh, debris removal, especially on private property for people that may not be able to afford uh, having a tree company come in and remove the uh, debris and trees from their private property. Now, we'll be getting an email out to all the media outlets here today with the contact numbers. There's a public information officer for all these volunteer groups that do disaster assistance on a regular basis. So we'll be getting those numbers out to you all here today so that you can contact them directly to see exactly what they're doing, what their game plan is, how long they plan to be here, you know, so on and so forth. So that, that'll be a... Uh, you know, real key to get out to the community as well, too. All right. And in terms of the um, the response, how do you, how do you feel about how everything went? Do you, do you feel good? I mean, it, it, no lives lost. Isn't that incredible? It is. Yeah, we went through this in October of 2017 with the uh, two tornadoes that struck uh, that month and that year. Uh, you know, it's just it ha everything happened so fast. Everybody just reacted according to their training and didn't really have a lot of time to think about it. And I think everybody did an outstanding job and, and continues to do an outstanding job. And we're definitely blessed in that we dodged a bullet yet again and had no fatalities from this uh, very, very strong storm. Thank you for your time, Doug. I know you're busy.